Catherine, I was thinking about selling my paintings. What do you think? I think you should try. What do you think I should price them at? Like three, four hundred thousand dollars? Maybe five? I think any range from like seventy five thousand to five hundred K sounds right to me. Oh there yeah, maybe seventy five for the smaller ones. Yeah, there seems 500. to be a trend with that price range, so I thought we might as well just ride the wave. Well, I think, you know, that's what new artists are getting these days, right? Apparently so. Apparently so. Should we clue in the audience as to what we're talking about? Oh, I hope they would know. But yeah, Hunter Biden. Oh, geez. So what's wrong with Hunter Biden? What's he doing? What kind of trouble is he getting into now? I don't know. But, well, I do know. You do, you been, do know. I've been, do I've been know. reading about it. I've been obsessed with the story. Um, evidently, he's he's now a, a an artist. He's been a lifelong artist. Um, evidently. Self-taught. Self-taught. And now he's pursuing this this dream, and he's selling his work as a brand new out out of the gate newbie, seventy five thousand to five hundred thousand. Let's put that in, into context. It was announced a couple of weeks ago that <clears throat> he's going to sell his artworks, and this this caused some some trouble at the White House because of disclosure issues and influence issues and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Absolutely. But the the point we're trying to make here is. He has a gallery in, I think it was Washington, D.C., that wants to represent him and is suggesting uh, for his first show mm-hmm. as a painter that they should price his works uh, at about $500,000, but maybe for the little ones, mm-hmm. they will only sell them for $75,000, which, to put things in perspective, a new artist, an emerging artist, mm-hmm. a young artist, at their first show, it's probably going to be a group show, they'd be pretty lucky if they could sell their their work for $500 right. not $500,000 this is this is bananas this is completely outside the realm of, of normality for quote an emerging artist it is especially bananas. an emerging artist who is how old is this guy 51 he's, like 50 or... he's 51 <laughs> he's too old to be an artist yeah well i guess better late than never i don't know is uh, no, it... i know i i think in this case Never, Never would have been better. Never would have been better. Hey, here's I, a new here's a new slogan for Hunter. Never would have been better. Never, never would better. have been better. Never better. Right. Never, well, never a better time to not do anything, Hunter. Right. Well, there was a really good article. I mean, there were a lot of articles in um, Artnet News, and this George um, Burgess. I, I may be butchering the name, but that's the the gallerist. What the hell kind of word is gallerist anyway? I don't know. Is that a word? I keep reading it. No, no, no. You're right. I, I just, I've been, a, technically I've been gallerist twice because I've had two failed galleries. Not uh-huh. just one, but two. You're so, so awesome. I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I can fail any gallery. Hey, if you need a professional failed gallery, come to me. Right. <laughs> but gallerist, that's such a dumb word. It's just so pretentious. It's so it pretentious. Is, you're a gallery owner, dude. Just relax. Yeah. So anyway, the gallerist, George Berger, whatever, his um, his claim to fame, he represented Sylvester Stallone. Did you know that? Well, there you go. Actually, I have, I don't remember his paintings, but I do remember I want to say he's not a bad painter. I don't think he was a bad painter. Is there any bad painting? There's probably more bad painting in the world than good painting. Okay. Well, anyway, he represented Sylvester Stallone, and then he also represented like a younger childish. I mean, he was like a 12 year old Xiao Chu. Um, he was known as Vietnam's Jackson Pollock. George. There was Bridget. one Jackson Pollock, and I think I think we only needed one. I think we only needed one. I tried to paint like Jackson Pollock, and I really screwed up the floor of my studio. That's another story. That's who he. Um, because I guess there were some failed attempts to connect with other galleries, 
And then George said that he'd, he'd represent him. And, you know, good, good, good on them. I mean, they're moving forward. There is going to be evidently a... Um, no, 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 no. What, no, 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 no. No? Not okay. good on them. Oh, Bad okay. They are abusing the world. This is, abu- this is abuse. Art- artistic abuse? It's monetary abuse. It's artistic abuse. It, it could be political abuse. It could be selling influence, which is kind of illegal. You know, all of those points you're making are absolutely on my list, you know, for discussion. Initially, I was appalled at the story. When I saw this, it was from like the art perspective. It's like, okay, so here's a dilettante person, you know, in a, you know, grew up in a family of influence and just gets to um, live the dream and get paid a lot of money for it. And then when you start digging deeper, it really is worse than that. Dark. It is. I, I think it is fairly dark. I think like what you're saying, political ramifications. Let's break it down. Like, let's deconstruct this, James. Because initially, I was just irritated that, you know, he's just like walking away from his law practice. Now he's an artist. And looking at the work, I don't know what one of the artists. Oh. Go ahead. I mean, I can clearly tell you 100%. This is not art. It's painting. And it's not terrible painting. But no. it's the kind of painting that you would expect from someone who's been painting for a few months. First of all, it's non-objective. So he's not even trying to paint anything realistic, which is kind of a, you know, that's a pretty low bar. There's nothing interesting about the paintings. This is, this is something that pretty much anyone can do. Someone, I would say he had his creative ability, his painting ability is not zero, but on a scale from one to 10, it's probably about a two. It's, there's a, there's a mild level of competence here and, and it, it could become something, but it's not nothing yet. There's no interesting forms. It's mostly dots. There's no interesting colors going on, but it's not a complete train wreck either. I agree. A Brooklyn-based artist, William Pajita, was in an NPR article on um, July 14th, and he said he was trying to describe his art. And he basically, to quote Pajita, he said, abstract patterns with geometric designs laid on top of those, occasionally suggesting a figurative element. I didn't see any figurative elements at all. I think he's stretching that one a little bit. And then his next statement, he's like, well, discussing the aesthetics of Hunter Biden's work is sort of a rabbit hole. It may not necessarily help get us to why the paintings would start at $75,000. You know, so he was being generous on one hand. You know, he's trying to not anger the art gods. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The art gods. I'm sorry, the gallerist gods. The gallerist gods. It was a great article. And um, I'm just blown you're, away, you know. It's almost others, like you're speechless. Right, because others have described his work as generic and inoffensive hotel art. That's an excellent description for it. I thought and it was, I was fabulous. Say, I mean, If I, he came to me, if I still had the gallery, mm-hmm. and I was having a group show, and there was a spot on the wall that was open, I'd have him in, and I'd say, yeah, you should probably price those at maybe 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Right. These little, pe- these little pieces that are just basically kind of color fields. Because there's nothing there. But, you know, if someone wants a little decoration, mm-hmm. just put it up there. Or if they have a hole that they need to, to patch up on their wall, they can they can buy it for that too. Like something to cover some spackle, like a bad spackle job? So that would be my suggestion. Mm-hmm. If you if you have a hole in your wall or a crack or something you want to cover, <laughs> this would be a good place to put Hunter Biden's work. Especially if it's like in a closet or somewhere mm-hmm. that people won't usually see it. No one's ever so des- did- described my art, but I suppose... If they said it was generic and inoffensive, I might be, I don't know. That's mixed feeling. Well, it's a place to start, right? It's a starting place. Like, he's got that. He has a starting place, you know. Uh, it can be offensive as well. 
Yeah, inoffensive. Yeah, generic and inoffensive. inoffensive. I'm just saying it can be offensive. Right, right. You might be better off being offensive. Yeah, than hotel art. Right. Right. Well, I felt like then, you know, when we did in the last episode, I talked about, or the episode when you're like getting high to create art or whatever. And I talked about you were throwing, getting high. Yeah. Throwing me. pieces of, you know, mushy stuff that we created, almost like this faux impasto paste, but throwing it and, and why. And, and we sold all of that. And that was, I'm sure it was generic and inoffensive. But you know, we didn't sell it for seventy five thousand dollars. Well, it wasn't it was even real estate se- art maybe as well. it, it might have been like seven dollars. And real estate art, I would think, is kind of next door neighbors to hotel art. Right. It's just a, a notch above, like going to Michael's and pulling something out of a bin. So I'm thinking that perhaps you and Hunter could get together and have a show. Seems like you've got the uh, you've got the right artwork for it. <sighs> I just I don't have the right connections <laughs> politically. I mean, there's no way he would he wouldn't talk to me. And let's be it. let's be clear. I don't generally go out of my way to trash on people, right? But it's really easy to do in the art world, and when the art world and the political world cross over, especially with the idiot son of our current president, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hard to avoid. And I think it's deserving. I think it's deserving to talk about. I think he needs to be taken down for this nonsense. And as a father myself, I am very grateful that my son is smarter than me. So I know that he, mm-hmm. I would never be in his position. So I feel bad for President Biden. I do too. I how, do too. How, are you, how is he supposed to react? His son is being an idiot again. It's like continuing to ride on the Biden name to further a personal agenda. That's how I, I see even, it. Do, do, do you even think he realizes what he's doing, Hunter Biden? Or do you, do you think he just lives in a fantasy world? I don't know. I don't know. I don't because I, I don't know him. I don't know his underlying, you know, everything. But like when, you know, when Jen Psaki, you know, the White House press secretary has to come out and defend you know all interactions regarding the selling of art and the selling and the setting of prices will be handled by a professional gallerist adhering to the highest industry standards well what are the industry standards i did a deep dive into some of the industry standards and some of them are pretty weak some of them are pretty dark do tell there was a hard-hitting Senate report detailing how art dealers and auction houses have evidently undermined U.S. sanctions against Russia. In 2014, um, then-President Barack Obama had you know, imposed sanctions, and evidently there was a you know, couple of brothers who spent $18.4 million in art after being put under the sanctions that then-President Obama put forth. So there was actually some work done in Congress. There was a bipartisan report by Senators Rob um, Portman and Tom Carper, who looked at the opacity in the art world and um, saying, you know, this has to stop in terms of the ability to avoid sanctions, possibly, you know, launder money. I was just intrigued that actually, well, you know, it was bipartisan, but um, they were saying that it was shocking. It was a sh- it was shocking that U.S. banking regulations don't currently apply to multi-million dollar art transactions. And they can't let that continue, they said. You know, the art industry currently under operates under a veil of secrecy, allowing art advisors to represent both sellers and buyers, masking oh, yeah. the identities of both parties. And as we found, the source of those funds. And so, you know, the White House and, you know, a lot of the critics of, of this Hunter Biden scenario have been, oh, you know, they can be ingratiated. They'll probably want to buy it. Um, I know the gallery is going to great pains to to blind, I guess, the um, identity of the purchasers. But there is an auction process. 
Um, they said they're going to kick out any really wacko bids. Well, what's wacko? I mean, if you're going, I mean, that's not a term of art. I'm just my, I'm just, they didn't say that. But, no, you know. I understand. I th- you, you, it's okay. You, you can, <laughs> you can editorialize a little bit right. on your own. You know, but I mean, isn't it wacko? It's 75000 I mean, how much more wacko starting. do you have to get? You know, starting. They, they, they actually, yeah. th- the first price they threw out was 500000 And then they, right. back, they didn't backtrack, but they said, I think in an effort to uh, entice the you know the poor people to come in and buy art, oh they'll be starting. The smaller pieces will start at seventy five thousand dollars. Right, but there was one piece that it was a range of like seventy five thousand to ninety. So is there an auction process? I mean, are they going to? These aren't the prices they're selling for. This is the prices that the gallerist wants to put on them when he puts the show up. Okay. So he's he's trying to you know push the price up as high as he can. And let's be totally frank. We know anyone with quarter of a functional brain right. can see that this has nothing to do with, quote, the art. It is just selling influence and it's selling access to Hunter Biden. You're exactly. not going to be owning a piece of artwork. You're going to be owning a piece of paper that Hunter Biden touched. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, unless he's got a crew of people doing it for him. Which no, I think he's doing. He said it's like, you know, the one thing that I liked reading about some of his, his commentary was he said that it's um, kind of been a lifeline for him, and I can appreciate that. You know, uh, I can yeah, appreciate. Is that, that is that genuine, or is he just reading a line? I don't know. I mean, again, we don't know him, so I guess you know, being someone who's, you know, I just call it vomiting on canvas when I paint often, <laughs> you know. But sometimes you just get in the mood. It's not even a muse. It's just like I need to do something, and I start doing something, whether I'm writing. But sometimes they get a more of an emotive experience when I'm painting. And he said, you know, one of his quotes was like, "Painting is literally keeping me sane." And, you know, quite frankly, I kind of get that. I mean, if that works for him, I mean, it's better than doing drugs. Anything that keeps you sane and not doing drugs. You know, he said it's it's keeping him away from people and places where I shouldn't be, he said. But yet this other article I found. I don't buy that. That No, 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 no. Absolutely. That seems like hyperbole to me. I think the first statement was probably cool. But when it's like it's keeping me away from people and places where I shouldn't be. How is this involvement with this gallery doing what they're doing? Not some sort of obvious behavior that gets him exactly right back into the situation. Like when he was running a a gas company in Ukraine. Right. I mean, to me, it's like, is this like, um, you know, some compulsion? Is this a repetitive behavior? Like, what is this? It just strikes me as he's living living in a dreamland where without any experience, he just gets paid 500. Was it? I don't remember how much he got paid to be on the board of that Ukrainian. Uh, it was like fifty thousand dollars. Oh no, no, it was much more than that. Oh, but there was like per like some. I don't know what I, I saw that figure in, in my research. In my I have so much stuff on this table now. I you can't know, he, even find what I wrote. But go ahead. <laughs> I have multiple. Yeah, but he notes. he had no he had no business being there. And he the, why did they hire him for the board? Because his father at the time was vice president of the United States. Right. Right. Oh, I think it's pretty obvious. And I think it's pretty obvious that people buying this work. Well, anyway, I think it's pretty obvious that. Um, he's, he's living in a fantasy world where people just throw hundreds of thousands of dollars at him. And I guess he thinks it's normal now because it's happened all of his life. So anyway, but, and, you know, he was saying that he wasn't comfortable um, referring to himself as an artist. And now he is. Yeah. Oh, now he is. Now he is. Yeah. Now he is. What changed? Uh, I guess finding a gallerist to represent him and charging 75000 as a starting point. I don't know. That would change. I mean, I guess, duh. But the, I mean, would you? The whole, it, it does throw him back into this international 
scene of intrigue and backdoor influence peddling. Because it doesn't matter how you you can say all you want that there's going to be no influence, except once the person buys the work, how all he has to do is post it to Instagram, and you instantly know who bought it. There's no way to really block that. Yeah, you can put all these these quote shields up so that you you put a a wall between the buyer and the and the seller. So right. that we don't know who bought. The hunter never has to know who bought his work. That's complete nonsense. It is complete the wh- nonsense. The White House has to go around dancing around. This is this is the part I just can't get around. How can he do that to not only to his father but to his country as well? He's uh, he's putting his profits b- ahead of his country. Yes, he is. That's how I see it. And you know, and his father. I mean, it's it's two tiered. I mean, I really think that it's obvious. You know that this work wouldn't have sold for that price unless, you know, he wasn't the son of a sitting president. I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's worth twenty bucks, right? And he's using his influence and his position—not that he not a position he didn't gain by anything but birth—to extract money out of this system, which is a pretty dark system, as you were alluding to earlier when you were talking about how those Russians were buying artwork after they had been after the the sanctions were put in mm-hmm. i was thinking this is like cryptocurrency this is they're moving assets around through they're moving their money around through the buying and selling of artwork because nobody can trace it just like cryptocurrency it's almost like if you're buying artwork for more than a few million bucks or right. you know even a, even a few million bucks or $100,000 you're in a dark world now it's, the a- art world is not about buying and selling beautiful works of art that are, that that are emotive and have imp- importance it's just ways to transfer assets. Right. Or, or buy influence in this case. Right. They want to um, amend this Bank Act of 1970. You know, like I said, it's also known as the Currency and Foreign Transaction Reporting Act, you know, to include works of art. Um, so a huge Absolutely. loophole. It's, huge it's loophole. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. It is absurd. It's, it's just, it's depressing. It's not, not depressing. That would be too much whatever but um no it's like, and like the, you know the white house needs to put its foot down someone in the white house has to has to grow a sack and just put their foot down and say hunter you can't do this kind of you just can't do this put them in a corner right send them to send them to guantanamo bay <laughs> well he would be in good company there with some artists well, it's nice cuba's nice it's in the caribbean yeah there's How artists in, in guantanamo bay oh, but yeah. you know what i'm what i'm sensing is that the white house that it's kind of like ignoring his behavior again you know, and did that work before? Well, they're they're not really ignoring it because they have to go out of their way to try to make it look like they can do something when they really can't. They can't control them. They can't but control them. But they need them. to. No, no. One of the pieces I, 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 again, I I feel bad for President Biden. What's I do he supposed too. to do? This is his son, his last son. Is this, this is his last son, right? Everyone else dies around him. Yeah. Yes. I mean, his yes. He's got everyone. a pretty rough life. That's, it's been hard. It's just him. no, and I don't envy him at, at all. I, I I have a lot of empathy for him, and I know he wants to support. And I'm I'm sure Hunter Biden probably isn't a, a horrible. I mean, I'm not commenting on on some on who level. He is, he is a, a horrible person. I don't know what it's like, you know, but the, evidently there's some sort of mindset that he's either oblivious or he's taking advantage of the situation. Right. Either way is unacceptable. Right. Someone needs to teach him what's going on or smack him for doing the bad thing. Right. And I mean, he cannot do this in an absence of a political narrative, you know, and to think that he could is that's, I think, the 
the biggest crux for me. It's like you can't do it in absence of a political narrative. Your father is president of the United States. The former administration had a lot of criticism, you know, with the children of that administration doing things. Um, I don't want to get into it, but, you know, well, it's like he's in, not on the payroll as far as I know. Right. He's not on the payroll. He is a private citizen. You know, he's not an elected official. You know, a lot of that. You know, he's not right-hand man or in the administration. But, you know, but he still can't do this in the absence of a political narrative. You know, yeah, I would no, just... Well, he, he, but he could, couldn't he? He could, if he, he could still paint and just not tell anyone until his father was out of the office. That would at least, he'd still be trading on his father's name, but at least it wouldn't be, uh, have an immediate political effect. Exactly. It's like, and I guess I would peel, not that he'll ever listen to our podcast or anyone remotely connected to the situation would, but I would really appeal to him to not do the show now. I mean, do it later. Like you said, don't do don't it do now. Show now. Or if he, if he feels like he needs to share his work, he can do it pseudonymously. Did I use that word right? Pseudonymously? A plume de new, I can't say anything. Like a pseudonym? A pseudonym. Pseudonym. Pseudonymously. Sorry. <laughs> Tsunaminous. Yeah, I don't know he what it is. He could do it under, he could show his work under an assumed name. Correct. Or he could, just, he could set up, he could set up an Instagram account uh, through a third party that has nothing to do with him, that can't be traced back to him, and he can share his work that way without anyone knowing who he is. And then he will get the offers of not $75,000, but $75. Right. Or just, you know, have a gallery showing with nothing for sale. Yeah, that's a good, uh, yeah. I mean, he could do the same thing, but there's this, you know, I guess in Los Angeles, they are doing an invitation only in September. And then the gallery show, I believe, is opening in October or whatever, later this year in New York. It's grotesque. It is grotesque. I, you know, I guess isn't, you know, I've been doodling and doing art and I'm doing the finger quote thing here, you know, my whole life too. And I've sold a couple things, and maybe because someone either really liked it or they just knew me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Am I an artist? I don't know. I like doing art. I like creating things. I like making stuff. I like. Yeah, I've been painting. I've been painting for thirty years. I sell paintings once in a while. Right. But not for five hundred thousand dollars. Not for even near five hundred thousand dollars. And I'm not saying my work is worth that. I think four or five hundred dollars, which is what I've sold them for, mm-hmm. is is a fair price. Nice. He's not a government government employee. He has no legal obligations to keep an arm's length from the sale. He has no. There's nothing to well, prevent I don't know, him. I don't, I actually, I don't know about the legality of it, uh, but I certainly know there's a moral and ethical. This is actually both moral and ethical. I think he's he's broached both areas here. I agree with you completely. I think that's what was so disturbing to me about the story and just using that influence and then and almost so, and so ca- and so casually he just does it. He walks in and out of these things as if it's just normal. I know. It's just like there's no processing, no synaptic connection in terms of like how repetitive this is to the whole situation with the Ukrainian, you know, that could have cost his father the presidency. You it's know? just, it's, it's privilege that he either abuses or just doesn't see. I, I, I don't think he sees it. I don't. And I mean, kudos to him for finding an outlet to not, you know, engage in other addictive behaviors like that are harmful to your body using whatever he was using. I don't follow his life story. It's not my business. But if this is like a healthy well, outlet. Well, it is kind of our business now, though. Well, now it is. I mean, now that he's made himself a public figure, is a public figure. But, you know, I mean. using his, his father's office. Yeah. I mean, kudos for like being able to express yourself on a canvas and do your thing. I mean, I'm okay well, with that. I, I would challenge you that he's actually expressing anything. Let's just say he is. 
because he's he taking, said, you know, if he's spending time doing it, that's fine. You could also watch Netflix. Probably get about the same amount. I of, do uh, both. Value out I of do it. both. Yeah, I do both. <laughs> anyway, it just—it was sad. It's done. Next. Yeah. No, just one thing I wanted to say. Just one last thing. Um, William Schaub, who was the former head of the Office of the um, Government Ethics under the Obama administration, just said mm-hmm. that you know any of the arrangements won't really won't really fix the ethical dilemma. And um, his quote was, he said, this has nothing in common with the blind trust, except that the White House is asking the public to blindly trust some art dealer and a bunch of unknown art buyers to keep the government ethical and to honor their secrets. That's a good place to stop on that. I mean, I don't know. I'm over it. It's a good turn of phrase. It's a good turn of phrase. Actually, on Colbert last night, I think it was Colbert, I, I saw a little clip. He talked about the invisible sculpture. Oh, did he? He did. He talked about the invisible sculpture and how the guy is being sued by someone who said he had the idea first. The Floridian? Yes. Yeah. We talked about that. Is he, is I, he listening to our show and stealing I our ideas? I don't know, but, you know, I just that felt bastard. like right up there in the in terms of media presence, it's like, yeah, okay, we're on the same wow, page. Wow, he, really, he, really, he made the Colbert show. I, I, I didn't even want to talk about that guy because I thought he was too small time even for us, but he made the Colbert show. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, I heard that, a little clip of it. I didn't watch Colbert last night, but I heard a clip of it. And it's just like, oh, interesting. Yeah, some visible sculptures, white paintings, Hunter Biden. I mean, I don't know. It just makes you want to just put work out there and price it up and see if someone will buy it. Well, that's a whole different ballgame. You know, if you want to make art, quote art, if you, I, I, I don't make art. I, I paint. Mm-hmm. I paint. And I want to sell it so I can get some money because I like painting. I'm doing it anyway. And if I can sell it, and I think I think some people like it, and I think honestly it would look good in people's houses. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I like making it. And it seems like it would be a good place to put, you know, in your home. Mm-hmm. So let's get together and trade some money. Right. That's, that's why I do it. Now, if I was a much more negative person, or not negative is the wrong word, if I, if I was a user, if I was mm-hmm. a narcissist and I just wanted to extract as much money from someone as possible, right? Art is a good way to do it because if you can convince somebody, if you can make a painting, you take a hundred dollars worth of materials and that's pushing it mm-hmm. worth of you know canvas and paint, and convince someone to, to give you ten thousand dollars for it, that's a pretty good racket. That's a really nice markup. Even Apple doesn't mark up their products that much, right? And Apple puts a lot more effort into their work. They do. You know, they put a lot I, of I effort. Could, you know, Damien Hurst when he was in his youth, and, and he still does, or he doesn't do it, but his minions do it. He still sells big square paintings, I think, let's say they're four feet by four feet, mm-hmm. that look like uh, Twister maps. You remember the game Twister? Yes, I do. I loved it. So you have a big white canvas with a bunch of colored dots on it. This is literally what he sells. Now, the colored dots in Twister, they're in rows of colors. With his, he just has like you know a kind of meandering. Each color is a little bit different than the next mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. In his youth, he used to make them himself. But now, as I said, he has his minions doing it. He, people that work for him. And he's still selling, selling them for hundreds of thousands of dollars, even wow. when he's not painting them. Wow. So so that's the scam. That, that's that's a con job. It's like you're, you're selling nothing for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's really pretty amazing. Is that typical, though, of some artists like to farm out things? Like I know ceramists do that periodically when you get to that level but ceramics you know ceramics is you're dealing with the question of are you talking about craft or are you talking about art i would be talking about art 
because you know, ceramicists can just be creating beautiful pieces that are craft and they can have a studio and it makes sense to, if they want to be able to put out a lot of pieces, you know, if they're making a whole set of cutlery, not cutlery, but dishes. Dishes, right. Or, like functional or, pottery versus right. like an artistic. Yeah, functional pottery. Right. Yeah, so I mean, I think. it sense to have a studio. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, w- I would think that they would probably farm it out then, maybe in terms of it's functional. Not- I don't want Henry Ford sitting there and making every Ford artisanally by himself because the prices would go up a little bit. A lot. Yeah. A lot. He'd spend like $5 million for a car. Exactly. There's a point at which mass production makes sense, but at the top of the fine art world, you don't need mass production. No. You can do it yourself. It's not like your time is that valuable. Right. I, I told you I painted a white painting. Right. Yeah. We've been over this. Not on the podcast. Oh, yeah. No. You should go back and listen. I did we listen. We talked about it. I, d- I thought we talked about it. But no, I still have it. And I, I actually like it. I still like it. I might do more. Oh boy, that's a little scary. <laughs> so anyway, have we like dissected this enough today? Yeah, I think we're done. I think we're done. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. Let's see what com- comes up next week. All right. Well, thank you, James. This was fun. It's great. See you we'll next talk- week. Okay, Bye-bye. bye.